Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Walhamdulillah Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa man tamasaka bi sunnatihi bi ihsanin ila yumiddin Amma ba'd After praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending the salutations upon the Messenger والسلام, upon his family, his companions and upon all those who follow upon his guidance into the establishment of the last day to proceed ikhwan Allahumma inna na'udha bika min ilmin la yanfa' wa min qalbin la yafsha' wa min nafsin la tashba' وَمِن دُعَاءٍ لَا يُسْمَعْ Verily Allah We seek refuge with you from knowledge that has no benefit And from a heart that has no fear And from a soul that has no satisfaction No contentment And from a dua that goes unanswered And from a dua that goes unanswered So proceed ikhwan فَنُرَحِّبُ بِكُمْ جَمِيعًا إِلَى هَذِهِ السِلْسِلَةِ الْعِلْمِيَةِ في درسنا في علم الفقه في علم الفقه. So we continue and we welcome each and every one of you in these series of classes of ours, whereas we're studying from the science of al-fiqh, from the science of Islamic jurisprudence. مع فضيلة الإمام الشيخ عبد الرحمن بن ناصر السعدي رحمه الله تعالى. And we're benefiting from one of the the noble mashaykh of our time, of our era, al-Shaykh Abdul Rahman ibn Nasir al-Sa'di, may Allah have mercy upon him. Fi kitabihi, Minhaj al-Salikin, Minhaj al-Salikin. As we're reading from, benefiting from one of his works, the methodology of the traveler, the one who is traveling, and the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فوصلنا إلى آخر الباب وسنبدأ إن شاء الله تعالى الباب الجديد بإذن الله الرحمن الرحيم بإذن الله الرحمن الرحيم. So perhaps we have arrived at the ending of the chapter and then we intend to begin the new chapter إن شاء الله الرحمن الرحيم. قال وإذا زالت عين النجاسة طهر المحل ولم يضر بقاء اللون أو الريح. He says. So if the particular impurity itself is removed from the thing, from the garment or from the place, then the place that the impurity was once on now is pure. And if there remains some a stain from the impurity which leaves a certain color or a certain smell then this does not harm كما قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام لخولتا أو لخولة في دم حيضة من حديث عائشة As the Messenger of Allah he mentions to خولة regarding the blood of the menstruation قال النبي يكفيك الماء وَلَا يَضُرُّكِ أَثَرُهُ الْحَدِيثِ Our first hadith of tonight, the Messenger of Allah, he says, 
it suffices you the water, meaning the water that you use to cleanse the impurity. It's sufficient for you. And the traces of the impurity, that which remains from the smell or from the color, does not harm you, does not harm you. It's sufficient for you, or the water is sufficient for you. وَلَا يَدُرُّكِ أَثْرُهُ And ماذا? The traces of it, the effects of it that remain behind, doesn't harm. Fadl. Aynu najasa, al najasa tu bi ainiha. When you say the ain of the najasa, you're talking about the impurity itself. Whatever it is, you remove that thing. So you call it the ainu najasa. Ainu li kitab, ayli kitab with that. If you say the ain of the book, meaning the book itself. So you remove the najasa, but it leaves a stain, a color, it leaves a smell. But the najasa itself is. Zalat, it's no longer there. Then the smell doesn't harm. Mathalan, example. Ja'a waladun fi masjidina. A little boy comes in our masjid. Wa yabulu fi zawaya al masjid. And he urinates in one of the corners of the masjid. Al bawl najis. Urine is impure. Tayyip. فعلينا يجب علينا إزالة عين هذه النجاسة وعين النجاسة هنا البول عين النجاسة هنا البول is obligatory upon the Muslims somebody from the Muslims has to remove this impurity the impurity itself so نغسل محل المسجد بالماء so we cleanse the area of the masjid with water ويبقى من هذا البول من هذه النجاسة so we cleanse the, the urine. It's no longer urine there. We wash it up, we scrub it up, we get the urine up. But there's a smell. That smell doesn't harm. Because we remove the impurity itself, which was the urine. But it may leave a stain. That stain doesn't harm. It may leave a color. It may stain the meshes rug. It was urine. It may يخففوا اللون. مثلاً هنا The color of the carpet is green. So the urine may tint it. It may turn it light green. This changing of the color, this trace of the urine doesn't harm. كما قال النبي as the Prophet mentioned ولا يضرك أثره and what remains from it, the traces of it, doesn't harm. Now, if some of the najas is still there, that's different. The point here that you remove the ainu najasa, the najasa itself, the impurity itself has to be removed. But it may leave a smell, it may leave a stain. That stain doesn't harm. That smell doesn't harm. Follow. The amount, the amount doesn't matter. All right, so well, Jade, good question. قال بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. If you get لله تعالى, the person does it for Allah, you may get extra reward. Whatever you do for the sake of Allah, from ta'at, from obedience, 
Say the brother goes an extra mile. He does extra. He'll get a reward for that. Inshallah ta'ala. Alladhi yalbisu thawban. Lillahi ta'ala. Yahsunu al ajr. The one who wears a thawb for the sake of Allah gets a reward. If he's sincere. Yad'u kalansawa ala ra'sihi. Wa thawb. Shayun akhar. Ziyadatun min al ajr. He has a thawb on and a head covering. Kufi. Double reward now. If he's sincere. Yalbisu thawban kalansawatan mathalan. Wa izar. He wears a thobe, a head covering, and it is our three reward. Mathalan. The sister, mashallah ta'ala, tatahajjabu, she wears the jilbab, wa tatanaqabu, and she covers her face. Na'am, al-ulama yakhtalifuna fi hadhi al-qadiyya. Sah, ila qawlain. The scholars differ here into two opinions. Fa li qawli al-rajih, wa huwa anna al-niqab mustahab wa lisa biwajib. And the strongest opinion of Allah Alam is that the woman covering her face is recommended. She wears a jilbab and the face covering. She gets a double reward. She gets an increase in reward as long as she's doing it for Allah's sake. Tawla. Tawla. No. Can't force her. What if it's not for like these purposes? It's not for religious purposes. Uh. You can ask her, you can request it of her, but you can't force her. Like Raha Fiddin and Aya. Like Jesus, like this Like, even if the person is not Muslim, maybe he has he has tremendous jealousy. Most of us. I don't want anyone to look at my mother, how much more so my daughter, how much more so my wife. For example, all of us have jealousy. But if you can't force in the religion, how can you force just because I'm jealous? Many of us forget this point that our women folk are not our servants. Our women folk are not our servants. يظن الزوج لأنه يسأل عنها هي أمة له وهذا خطأ. Many of the husbands when I read Allah they think well I'm questioned for you, I'm responsible over you, so you do what I want you to do, whatever it is. You're my servant. It's not like that يا أخوة. هذا ليس إسلاما أبدا. That's never Islam. تفضل. Not force him. You can't force him. No issue at all. But you reprimand, you discipline, you can punish. But you can't force. There's no force. وَالْمُشْكِلَ هُنَا يَا أَخْوَانْ أَحْيَانًا إِذَا نُحَاوِلُ أَنْ نُجْبِرَ أَوْلَادًا عَلَى الصَّلَاةِ يُسَلُّونَ أَمَامَنَا لَكَنْ لَا يُسَلُّونَ مِنْ وَرَائِنَا The issue of trying to force your child to worship Allah, to pray, is that what happens is that that child is afraid of you. He prays when you're around. As soon as you turn your back, he doesn't pray. كم مرة نرى امرأة صغيرة تتحجب أمام والديها لكن عندما تخرج من البيت تنزع أو تنزع من هذا الخمار ومن هذا الجلباء. How many times do you see the young sisters in front of their parents? They cover. I'm afraid of أمي. I don't want to get in trouble. As soon as they leave the house, they take their khimar off. 
they take their jilbab off. So there's no force, ya ikhwan. نُرِيدُهُمْ أَنْ يَفْعَلُهُ لِلَّهِ We want them to do the worship for Allah. لَكِنْ نُعَذِّبُهُمْ نُعَذِّبُهُمْ نَعَمْ But we punish them, we put them on punishment, we discipline them, yes. But there's no force. يَقُولُ تَعَالَ لَأَكْرَهَ فِي الدِّينِ قَلْ تَبَيِّنَ رُشْدُ مِنَ الْغَيْءِ الْآيَةِ Surah Al-Baqarah Allah says, there's no ikraha, there's no coercion, there's no compulsion in the religion. The straight path, the path of guidance has been made distinctive from the path of falsehood. La ikraha fi din. There's no force. There's no force. Ta'iq qala bismillahi ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Babu sifat al-wudu. Next chapter. The chapter of the description of wudu. قال سعدي رحمه الله باب صفة الوضوء. So Imam Sa'di he continues may Allah have mercy upon him. Chapter the description the manner of wudu the purification that is done with water wudu purification that is done with water. قال سعدي رحمه الله وهو أن ينوي رفع الهدث. He says here, the one performing the wudu, he intends to remove al-hadath, uh, the, the impurity, or being in this state of impurity. Or he intends to perform purification with water. Where's my five dollars, ya akhi? You still owe me? May Allah bless you. Uh, today? Uh, like next class. If you come to class Saturday, you owe me ten dollars. Ten dollars. Five dollars a class. Okay. May Allah bless you. <laughs> he wanted to come to our class. I said, you have to pay your money. <laughs> he said, how much money? I said, just five dollars. So he goes around the masjid asking for five dollars. <laughs> I said, I'm only playing with you, ya akhi. Or he intends to perform the purification with water for the prayer or for other than the prayer. You have to have the intention, ya khwab. Qala Sa'adi wa niyatu sharatun li jameel a'mal. Benefit number one. The condition, the intention is a condition for all acts of, for all actions. Nudifu kalama ila kalama Sa'adi. We're going to add some speech to a Sa'adi speech here. المراد هنا أعمال عبادة. When a Saudi says all actions, he means actions of worship. He means actions of worship. So I want you to write the intention is a condition for all acts of worship. من الطهارة بغيرها from purification and other than that. ماذا نستفيد من هنا؟ What do we benefit here, يا إخوان؟ إذا لا عبد يتطهر يتوضأ لكن ليس لله تعالى فكأنه لم يتوضأ. The man, the Muslim man, makes wudu, but he does not do it for Allah's sake. It's like he didn't do anything. He makes wudu, but he doesn't do it for Allah. هو حار مثلاً يلعب كرة والآن هو حار يريد أن so he's playing basketball, he's hot. He wants to cool off. So he makes wudu. Not for Allah's sake. To cool off. This one doesn't have no wudu. 
وإذا يصلي بهذا الوضوء بهذا الوضوء صلاته باطلة. And if he prays with this wudu that he performed for other than the sake of Allah, his salah is false. His salah is false. The person needs an intention for every action. Is never professed, never, except in the Hajj. That's the only time you say it out loud. Any other action, the intentions in your heart. And to say the intention on your tongue outside of Hajj is a bid'ah. You don't have the right to do that, as Ibn Qayyim said. Ibn Taymiyyah expresses a shokani, a nawawi. And many of the great imams of the past. The place of the intention is your heart. I intend to pray Salatul Isha for the sake of my Lord. So we stand up to pray. It's not upon us to say with our tongues, I intend to pray Salatul Isha, Salatul Fajr. No. An intention is in your heart. Not on your tongue. He says, from purification and other than that. This is an emphasis to what came before it. He said the intention is a condition for all actions. What does it mean, all actions? From purification and other than that. Based on the statement of the Messenger of Allah, And the proof to his position, the proof to his position is the statement of the Messenger of Allah, our actions are based upon intentions. And every individual will have what he intends. Collected by Umar, or narrated by Umar, <coughs> collected by Bukhari Muslim. Qala Shafi'i an hadhi al hadith, or an hadhi al hadith. As Shafi'i he mentions that this hadith, tahta sabi'ina abawaban, or sabi'ina baban, fil fiqh. As Shafi'i says, this single hadith, if you really understand this hadith, our actions are based upon intentions. You understand 70 chapters. And if you understand every aspect of worship depends upon the person's intention. This is under 70 chapters of the religion. This one hadith, you find it under the issues of the salah. You find it under the issues of wudu. You find it under the issues of seeking knowledge. You find it under the issues of fasting. You find it under the issue of marriage and divorce. Who can explain? How is your intention there? I want to get married, yaqi. What do you mean I have to have an intention? Who can explain? What's the intention of getting married? How do you, what do you need an intention for? 
for the sake of Allah. لأنه عبادة. That is worship. النكاح عبادة. أحيانا ننسى هذا يا إخوان. Sometimes we forget. لأننا نتمتع مع النساء وهن يتمتعن مع الرجال وكذلك. لكن هذا الأمر من العبادة. Sometimes we forget. Because the man can enjoy the woman, the women can enjoy the men, since it's pleasure and you can have enjoyment therein, we forget that it's worship. But marriage is worship. إذا العبد مثلا ينوي أن يتزوج بالمرأة لكن هو يريد أن يتزوج بالمرأة لكن ينوي الطلاق هذا النكاح باطل. The man wants to marry the girl, but in his heart he is marrying her with the intention of divorcing her. This marriage is false. This marriage is false. المرأة كذلك. Likewise, the woman. هي تريد أن تتزوج بهذا الرجل. لكن ليضر لتضر بهذا النكاح شخص آخر. هي لا تريد الأول. لا. هي تريد الثاني. لكن تزوج بالأولى أو الأول لتضر بهذا النكاح الثاني. The woman is she wants to marry the first brother, but not really. She wants to marry Muhammad, but Muhammad doesn't want to marry her, for example. So, what does she do? I'm going to make him jealous. I'm going to harm him. He doesn't want to marry me? <laughs> I'm going to act like I want to marry this one. Oh, Massey, you're so nice. You're so short. I love the short brothers. This <laughs> but to harm Brother Muhammad. That's her intention. This marriage is called. Al-Nikah Ibadah. Uh, marriage is worship. كذلك الطلاق. Likewise, divorce. العبد يقول أنا طلقك وهو يلعب الصحيح أن هذا طلاق لا يقع والدليل هذا الحديث. The man he says to his wife, Hey, you're divorced. <laughs> you burnt that rice. Twin so had a good class today, mashallah. May Allah bless you. Took notes. Didn't go to sleep. Alright, Tony is one of my favorite students, yeah, Juan. When he stays up, we have to work on. I think his iron is low, maybe. He's, he goes to sleep real quick. I think his, his iron may be low, inshallah. Alright, he's also winning. If you can keep him up, he's one of the best in the class. But every every couple of seconds, man, I hope. So the man, he says, hey, you're divorced. Go back to Abby. And then he says, I was only playing. Now the scholars differ here, yes. The strongest opinion is that does not count. What's the proof to that point of view? This hadith. If he does not intend it, then she's still his wife. The woman asks for divorce, but she does not intend it. The correct opinion is that it doesn't take place. Some scholars say it takes place. Yes. The strongest opinion is that it does not take place. What's their, strong, what's their proof? In the malamal of our actions depend upon intentions. العبد يكفر بالله تعالى مخطئا الصحيح أنه مسلم The man disbelieves in Allah but not on purpose He made a mistake He says a statement of disbelief أنا لا أعتقد أن الله تعالى فوق لكن ليس بالنية هو مخطئ في هذا سبق لسانه قلبه The man says I don't believe Allah is above I don't believe that but he didn't intend to say that. He made a mistake. His tongue preceded his heart. The correct opinion is that he's still Muslim.
That's the purpose of If you understand this hadith, you understand a third of Islam. One hadith. قال سعدي رحمه الله تعالى ثم يقول بسم الله Then after making one's intentions Where's the intention يا إخوان? In the heart, our sense, في القلب After making his intention for Allah's sake He says بسم الله ويقصلوا then he washes his hands three times. He says, Bismillah. He washes his hands three times. Then he puts the water in his mouth. He swishes it around. He blows the water out three times with three scoops of water. With three scoops of water. Then he washes his face three times. And then he washes his hands all the way to the elbow, including the elbow, three times. Then he wipes, not washes, then he wipes his head. Starting from the muqaddam, the, the beginning of his head, and he goes towards the back with his hand. Then he comes forward again. So he takes the water in his hand, and he wipes his hair from the front to the nape, and he comes back one time. Uh, not the arbas, the hairline, the muqaddam al-ra's, the beginning of the head. The arbas, al-sahih, and al-hashib, min and winch. The arbas, the stone of the pain, they're not from the head, they're part of the face. So the head, you're going to start from the beginning, where your hair begins, your head begins, and then you're going to go back and forward. You do that one time. Qala thumma Then he comes forward with them, the hands. He comes forward to the back, comes back to the front, one time. Then, with the remaining water upon his sababa, his pointing finger, he inserts them into the inside of his ears. Then he takes his thumb and he wipes the parent of his ears. Also, one time. So he takes the sababe, or the sababate, his two pointy fingers with the remaining water. He gets the, he cleans his ears, takes the thumb, and he wipes that with the parent from the ears. One time also. Then he washes his two feet, including the ankles, three times. This description here 
is the most complete wudu that the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam performed. Tayyib, nastafidu huna. Anna hadihi sifat, or anna hadihi sifat, laysat al-sifatun al-akhira. We benefit here, this way, this description here, is not the only way to make wudu. Dhakara Sa'adiyu, sifatan wahidatan min sifati wudu al-Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. لكن فعل النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام الولوة في عدة صغار في عدة صفات. However, although he mentions one way, there are many other narrations that show. As Saadi says here, he says بسم الله. أولاً قول بسم الله ليس من السنة. أي ليس من فعل النبي. First of all, saying بسم الله with the wudu. As not a sunnah, a verbal sunnah of the Messenger. So when he says, you say Bismillah, some scholars say it's better to say Bismillah. Some scholars say that's not a sunnah. There is a hadith, Hadith Abi Hurairah, that's collected by Tirmidhi. However, the scholars differ over if it's authentic or not. Those that say it's authentic, they say this shows, some say, that the Bismillah is obligatory. Second opinion, the Bismillah is recommended. And the third opinion is that the Hadith is weak, you can't use it. They also use as a proof the action of the Messenger of Allah. In all of the Hadith, that mentioned the wudu of the Messenger of Allah, لا يوجد واحد منها أن النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام قال بسم الله. In all of the hadith that mentions, you go back to Bukhari, you go back to Muslim, you go back to the Sunan, you don't, you go back to the Muwatta, you don't find that the Prophet when he's making wudu, that the companion said, I heard him say بسم الله. So many scholars they say the بسم الله it's not obligatory because where is the Messenger of Allah performing the Bismillah? So as Sa'adi mentioned, one description. It is a hadith, but the different one is authentic. The hadith that the Messenger of Allah mentioned, Hadith Abi Hurairah, قَالَ لَا وُضُوءَ لِمَنْ لَمْ يَذْكُرِ اسْمَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ مِنْ حَدِيثَ Abi Hurairah. The Messenger of Allah says, there's no wudu' for the one who does not mention Allah's name while he's making wudu. هذا الحديث عند مجموعة من السلف صحيح عند الآخرين ضعيف Some scholars say this hadith is authentic. So for them, it's, some say obligatory. The first opinion. Other scholars say it is obligatory, but it doesn't mean, uh, it is sahih, but it doesn't mean obligatory. It means recommended. When the Prophet said, La wudu'a, he means there's no complete wudu. You still have a wudu if you don't say Bismillah, but it's not complete. That's the second opinion. Third opinion, Hadal Hadith Da'if. There is some weakness in the Hadith, so they say you can't use it. And they strengthen their argument with the action of the Messenger of Allah himself. They say, if it's obligatory or sunnah, where is the Prophet of Allah saying Bismillah? In which Hadith? And the answer is, where is it? So the scholars differ over this qadiyya, over this issue. Okay.
You can go over that. Abu Hurairah used to go over that. Some scholars say that's a sunnah of Abu Hurairah. Abu Hurairah, he used to go past his elbow. He was sure he got his elbow. Some scholars say don't do it. Because the Prophet didn't do it. However, Abu Hurairah used to do it. The question is, the question is, although Abu Hurairah did that, did the Prophet know he did it? Hey, that's the hadith Abu Hurairah is using, for example. That whoever, Yom Al-Qiyamah is going to come, is going to come Yom Al-Qiyamah, and the traces of the wudu, we're going to cover that hadith, is going to be brightened. All the traces that you made will do, your arms, your feet, your hands, your face, are going to illuminate Yom Al-Qiyamah. Abu Hurairah understood from this, that the more I increase, the more light I'm going to have. So Abu Hurairah is going to elbow. One narration to his abola, his muscle here, his bicep. Also his feet, he will come to the shin. The question is, did the Prophet know that? You can say this is what Abu Hurairah understood, yes. But that's not all of the companions. One companion is different than the companions being in ijma' consensus. And did the Prophet know he did that? That's another issue. At any rate, some scholars say, you can go past that because Abu Hurairah did it. Other scholars say you should not do that because the Prophet didn't do that. That appears to be the strongest. Allah So they differ there in that issue also. So that Abu Hurairah used to do that. He would go past that. It appears the Prophet didn't know. Allah Our class after Isha, Yaqwan, we may not stay a whole hour as now it's after Isha. But we do have. It is earlier, however, we don't want to hold the people too long. It'll be in an hour, five minutes in an hour maybe. We won't do more than an hour, probably 45 minutes or so. Inshallah ta'ala. What time do we begin, Yaqwan? Anyone kept track? 720. 720. Okay, So the explainer, he says, the description of a Sa'adi's wudu is what is mentioned by Allah. So I want you to write, a Sa'adi mentions the wudu of Allah Ta'ala. Illa al-adid. And pay attention here. Except the numbering. Allah didn't mention the number. So the description of a Sa'adi, he got it from the Quran. In Surah Al-Ma'idah. Illa al-adad, except for the number. Allah didn't mention any number in the ayah. But the description is there, except for the numbering. As Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhaladina amanu, O you who believe, Ida kumtum ila salati faksiru wujuhakum wa aidiyakum milan marafiki wamsahu birusikum wa arjulakum ila al-kabain. Surah Al-Ma'idah. As Allah says, O you who believe, Whenever you intend to stand for prayer, then wash your faces and your hands to the elbows and wipe your heads and wash your feet to the ankle. Surah Al-Ma'idah. وَقَدْ يُقَالُوا كَيْفَ يُكْثِرُ الْعُلَمَاءُ الْكَلَامَ عَلَى سِفَةِ الْوُدُوبِ مَعَا كَوْنِهِ مَذْكُورًا فِي الْقُرْآنِ A good question, Yaqwa. 
He says, somebody may ask, how can the scholars have so much speech about the wudu? This sheikh says this, and this sheikh says that. How can that be so, there be so much speech about the wudu when it's mentioned by Allah? What is it to differ about? If Allah mentions it, كيف الاختلاف? How can we differ? Manujit, who can answer? Hey, Allah is mentioning the obligation, but there's also a sunnah. Like in the salah. There's some things that are not obligatory in the salah, like in fa'alaha al-nabiyyu ahyanan alayhi salatu salam. But sometimes the Prophet of Allah used to do that. Mada in the prayer. Many muslims who give us an example of something in the salah. It's not obligatory, but it's a sunnah. It's preferable. It's highly, highly recommended to do. Yeah, sense. Coming up in the third raka'ah, it's not obligatory to raise your hands here. You're coming up from the sujood, the second sajda, or you're coming up from the tashahud, and then you're standing in the third raka'ah. Raising your hands here, getting up. Allahu Akbar. It's not obligatory. There's no specific commandment to do that, but it's highly, highly recommended. What makes it recommended? Accent. Some of the scholars, we mentioned three positions. Some say it's obligatory. Some say it's recommended. The third position, argue. They say, number one, the hadith is weak. Number two, the prophet didn't do it. And number three, Allah didn't mention it. That's a good point. Many scholars argue. They say, hey, hey, if it's obligatory, why didn't Allah say it? Even the numbering, if we're going to get to, the three times is better than two, two is better than one. But what's obligatory? How many? One, two, or three? Mm. What's obligatory? One. Right? What makes it obligatory? Allah didn't say two or three. So many of the ulama, they say, in the strongest opinion, three is not obligatory, but three is the best. Two is not obligatory, two is better than one. One is obligatory. Just like in the ghusl. The man yanwi al ghusl lillah. He makes his intention to make a ghusl. Yaqul bismillah or yaturuku bismillah. And the ikhtilaf al ulama. He says bismillah or he doesn't say bismillah. And the scholars differ. He washes his whole body maratan wahidatan. Ma'a tamadmada wa ma'a istinshaq. But he pissed the word in his mouth, and he, in his nose, and he pissed the word out of his mouth and out of his nose. One time. He made a ghusl. One time. That's what Allah Ta'ala mentions. Just one time. Not two, not three. So what we'll do here, the strongest opinion, two is not obligatory. Some of us teach in our classes, you have to say, do it three times. That's not what Allah says. Many of us teach, you have to say, you have to wash your hands three times. Three times is better. But the obligation, if you say, Bismillah, one time. One time, one time, one time, one time. The head is always three. The ears, uh, the head is always one. The ears are always one. Your arms one time, one time. Your feet one time, one time. You made the obligation of the wudu. The sunnah is better. What's the sunnah that the prophet used to do with wudu? You don't see it nowadays a lot. How did the prophet yabda? How did he begin? Huh? That's another hadith Abi Hurairah. To cleanse your mouth. And the comes to the Umla. You got my five dollars here. When I'm gonna get my money. 
Clever. You know I'm only playing, right? Huh? You know you, I'm only playing with you. Oh. <laughs> he was asking, hey, teacher, am I going to see? You have $5? Yeah. That's a shake. I'm only joking. Tayyip. One sunnah, we have to get some miswak here, khuah. They're not at the stores that we went to there, the Somali mall, nobody had miswaks. You gotta, somebody got to order some somewhere, I don't know, Amazon or somebody. Revive another sunnah. Right? I didn't see too many brothers and sisters using a miswak in Kansas City. So let's get some, I'll try to look on Amazon and get some boxes, inshallah. That's another sunnah. Before you make wudu, you cleanse your mouth. Some scholars say, not before you make wudu, while you're making wudu. When you get to the wudu, uh, when you get to the, the mouth, you cleanse your mouth. There's no time the prophet didn't say when. He said, ma'akulli wudu. He says, with every wudu. Haditha bihirim. Right? At any rate, he didn't say when. So some say before you start the wudu. Some say while you're washing the mouth. Some say after you make the wudu, you use the miswak. Al-muhim, at any rate, you use the miswak either at the beginning, the middle, or the end. Just like in the salah. That's another sunnah. Before you stand for the prayer, you cleanse your mouth. So we get some miswaks, we can start implementing some sunnah, inshallah. Before we start our class, we'll do some miswak. Before we stand for prayer, we'll do some miswak. Before we do wudu, we'll do some miswak. There's another sunnah of when to use the miswak. Hadith Ali. Who knows? Huh? Hey, after the salah. Another one. Before you go to sleep. And... When you wake up, and any time your breath changes. Any time your breath, you know, sometimes you can feel you're talking to yourself. Oh, mashallah. <laughs> Who was talking? That's you, ya akhi. <laughs> so it's a sunnah. Any time your breath changes, use it as well. Fadalo, Shaykh. Hey, that's the miswak. Not the toothbrush, but as you said, the tree branch, toothbrush. I like that translation. Uh, there's one, there's like a store by the haircut place like Morris Shop. They sell some? Yeah. Oh, we're going to try to go there, inshallah. You got to get us the name so we can go get some boxes for the brothers and sisters. Implement some sunan. Now we cleanse our mouth and we get a reward if we're doing it for the sake of Allah. Using one little stick. What you call it? The toothbrush. The, how, how, tree branch. Tree branch toothbrush. Alhamdulillah. You do it for Allah's sake. That one little motion, you get a good deed. How is the Muslims terrorists here, Khan? When they use a tree branch toothbrush to cleanse their mouth. Islam is a humble religion here, Khan. You can, you can. Some people make the mix because the toothbrush, the siwak, some people argue, some scientists argue, is lacking in the fluoride. You don't have the fluoride. It's bad for your teeth? Okay. It, de it deteriorates your teeth. Oh, alhamdulillah. Huh? Ah, mashallah. It's a benefit. It has some good, but a lot of bad to it. Oh, mashallah. You gotta write that out, mashallah. May Allah bless you. Have you ever seen people like that? The yellow staining? Yeah. Too much fluoride. Ah, oh, that's a benefit, yeah, Khwan. That the fluoride has benefit, but it can also harm. Mm, that's a benefit, yeah, Khwan. So some people argue, 
That's a benefit, mashallah. Some of the, the dentists, the taste of... <laughs> some dentists, they argue that the miswak doesn't have fluoride. So now we're learning that the fluoride can also harm. Mashallah, it's a benefit, ikhwan. May Allah bless your brothers and your sisters. طيب, let's take one more benefit, ikhwan. قال وقد يقال كيف يكثر العلماء الكلام على صفة الوضوء مع كونه مذكورا في القرآن. So how is it that the scholars have so much to say about the wudu when it's mentioned in the Quran? قال فنقول he said listen إذا ذكر إذا ذكر في القرآن إذا فإنه آه شكرا يا أخي this mine or this a gift آه شكرا يا رب لسي he says, it's mentioned in the Quran generally. He says, it's mentioned in the Quran generally. Then the general legislation, uh, the details of it is given to the Messenger in his sunnah. As Allah Ta'ala says, as it comes in Surah Al-Nahl, لِتُبَيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ مَا نُزِلَ إِلَيْهِمْ As Allah Ta'ala says, we sent down this revelation upon you, O Muhammad, for you to make it clear to the people, مَا نُزِلَ إِلَيْهِمْ What has been sent down upon them. نَسْتَفِيدُ هُنَا We benefit here, ya ikhwan, أَنَّ السُنَّةَ we benefit here that the Sunnah explains the Quran كثيراً in many instances, in many occurrences. ذكر الله تعالى شيئاً مجملاً ثم النبي يفصله That Allah mentions something generally, like here, the wudu. And then the Prophet of Allah comes and his action explains. The meaning of the wudu, uh, the meaning of the ayah. قال والبيان من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من جملة السنة ومن جملة الشريعة فهذه الأوصاف فإن لم تذكر في القرآن فإنها مذكورة في السنة. He says, so the generality of the sunnah and the generality of the legislation of Islam, its descriptions, although it may not be mentioned in detail in the Quran. It is mentioned in the Sunnah. It is mentioned in the Sunnah. So the first condition of, or the first description of the wudu, we're going to write a niyyah. Number one is having the intention. Having the intention. Number two, at tasmiyah. Number two, saying the Bismillah. Saying the Bismillah. وَمِثْلُ هَذِهِ الْقَدِيَّةِ يُعَلِّمُنَا أَهَمِّيَةَ الْفِقْهُ فِي الدِّينِ The likes of this issue here of the Bismillah is going to teach us the importance of studying fiqh. الفقه يا أخوان ليس حفظ آرائي العلماء. Abadan. Perhaps our last benefit of tonight. Al-fiqh is not memorizing opinions of scholars. Al-fiqh 
ليس حفظ آراء العلماء الفقه Islamic jurisprudence is not merely memorizing opinions of the scholars. That's not called fiqh. So this issue here is going to teach us the importance of al-fiqh. Al-fiqh, ya ikhwan, al-fahm al-sahih. Ayyustanbatu min al-nas, min al-kitab al-sunnah. What is fiqh? When you say Islamic jurisprudence, that's a fancy word. What does it mean? It means the correct Islamic understanding. The correct Islamic understanding that is derived from the Quran and the Sunnah. If you have some fiqh that you just made up, that's not fiqh in reality. It's yustanbatu min al-nas. Is derived from the Quran and the Sunnah. As Shafi'i says, Mathalan, إِذَا الْمَرْءِ إِذَا الرَّجُلُ يُتَلِّقُ زَوْجَتَهُ وَهِيَ فِي الْعِدَّةِ لَا بَسَ إِذَا يُجَامِعَهَا لِأَنَّهَا زَوْجَةٌ لَهُ As Shafi'i says, and not all the scholars have this opinion, As Shafi'i says, in my opinion, what I understand, if the man pronounces divorce on his wife, She's in the waiting period. There's no harm if you are close with her, touch her, play with her, have relations with her, sit alone with her. There's no harm in that. He says, why? She's still your wife. He says, in addition to that, Now this may ruffle some feathers. A shafi'i says, if the man divorces his wife, she's in what's called the iddah, the waiting period. Some scholars say if you hug her, she's no longer in the waiting period. Some scholars say if you sit alone with her, just you and her, she's no longer in the waiting period. Some scholars say if you give her a kiss, nah, she's no longer in the waiting period. Some scholars say if you have relations with her, she's no longer in the waiting period. And Shafi says, oh, that's wrong. He says, what's my proof? He says, you have to have an intention. If you hug her and you have in your heart, you're no longer in the waiting period with this hug in your heart, she's no longer in the waiting period. If you sit alone with her and you intend in your heart by sitting alone with her, she's no longer in the waiting period. She's no longer in the waiting period. If you have relations with her and in your heart, this means you're no longer in the waiting period. Then guess what? She's no longer in the waiting period. He says, what's my proof? Our actions are based upon intentions. If you agree with a Shafi or not, that's not the point. You can't argue he has proofs. For those that say you sit alone with her, where is their hadith? Those that say you have to have relations with her, Abu Hanifa says that, where is his proof? Those that say, those that say, Al-Fiqh is having the understanding of Islam based upon the evidence. Based upon the narration. <laughs> That's fiqh, That's why it's so important. Many students, they just memorize this shaykh said, this shaykh said, this shaykh said. You say, why did he say that? I don't know. That's not fiqh. You just memorize opinions. Knowing why the scholars did it. Why? That's study and fiqh. Fayyid, we'll mention one last benefit, inshallah, then we'll close out. Uh, what was the last word? Anas. 
Nut sod anos minan nos nut sod the text meaning the Quran and the Sunnah. التسمية واجبة عند بعض العلماء والنمر بنفي بيوني يا أخوان بنفي نمبر ثري بنفي نمبر فور some scholars have the opinion we mentioned this in the lesson already that the Bismillah is obligatory I want you to write some scholars say that some scholars hold the opinion it's obligatory some of them كلمامي أحمد Ra'a annaha wajiba Like Imam Ahmed Some scholars hold the point of view That you have to say the Bismillah Walakin wujubaha khasun Biman tathkuruha Walidhalika qalu taskutu bin nusyan He says It's obligatory But if you get it If you forget to say it It doesn't harm Wa taskutu bil jahil And it's removed if you don't have knowledge that you have to say So Imam Ahmed's position is that it's obligatory if you learn it's obligatory. And if you don't forget it, you have to say it. But if you forget, it doesn't harm. And we'll stop here, inshallah. And the proof, and I believe we mentioned this in the lesson, and the proof that those scholars use is the hadith of Abu Hurairah collected by the Imam Ibn Majah is also narrated by Abu Sayyid al-Khudri that the Messenger of Allah says there is no wudu for the one who does not recite or does not mention Allah's name upon the wudu There is no wudu for the one who does not mention Allah's name on the wudu. And there's another hadith similar to the first. And then second hadith, there's no prayer for the one that has no wudu. And there's no wudu for the one who does not mention Allah's name. This hadith is also collected by Imam Abu Dawood. So some scholars say these narrations are authentic. That's number one. Some scholars say they are authentic, but they don't show as obligatory. They show as recommended. Second opinion. Other scholars say no. Both of these narrations, and there are a few more. All of them have weaknesses in them. Third opinion. And Allah didn't mention the Bismillah in the wudu, in the ayat of Surah Al-Ma'idah, and the Prophet of Allah, there's no narration that he said, Bismillah. But this is in a nutshell, in the ikhtisar, summarized form, the three positions of saying the Bismillah. Alright, who can repeat? All three positions? First opinion is obligatory. About the hadith. Hadith is Sahih But But it doesn't show it's obligatory Third opinion Hadith are weak And Allah did not mention So I want you guys to memorize those points We'll stop there Somebody asked a question online Perhaps we'll save that for the next class Inshallah 
Wa subhanaka lahum wa bihamdika Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta Astaghfirullah wa atubu alaik Wa barakallahu fina wa fiikum So now on we're going to do Isha, right, Yahwa? Since the time is so early, we're going to stick around a little bit after Isha, inshallah ta'ala, for our lessons. And may Allah bless you all. If any of you brothers want to come with us on Sunday and help volunteer with the kids, we're trying to take them to the zoo, inshallah ta'ala. So we have a nice size group if y'all want to come and help us chaperone and, and watch them, inshallah. They'll be appreciated. Ringo, uh, ben. What time is it? Yeah.